0: the world.
1: It's football time in Tennessee.
2: Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone touchdown. touchdown Alabama! Devontae Smith! Touchdown
0: Alabama! And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. To be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25, yeah, pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. He's 30, 40, got something. 50, He's got 40, it. He's got it. 20, 10, He's got five, it. In zone touchdown, Titans! There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host Drake Collie.
1: And welcome in one and all to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio this warmer Monday afternoon with the all-knowing, all-seeing Clayton the Claw Harris. And we've got a special guest who's traveled all the way from Franklin, Williamson County, Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> Mister. Wake. Mr Mike Roden, he's our uh along with our station owner, he's our in house counsel just in case we get into some type of legalities here on the sports might. hour that we might we might we might know. run into some type of uh legal bump in the road. Let's do that. Way. Let's do that. Uh okay. The weekend was full of footballs flying in the air and we had some pretty good games. Uh Saturday, the Baltimore Ravens kind of bowed up a little bit and shut down the Texans and C.J. Stroud and company as they won 34-10 in one of the AFC, uh, one of two of the AFC games uh, of the weekend. The other game on Saturday was a terrific game between San Francisco and the Green Bay Packers and Mr. Mike Roden to my left in the studio. He's you're a Packer fan.
3: I am a lifelong Packer fan. And how did, how did how do you how, how
1: does how does one be, how does one become a Packer? Say, I, you know what? I, hold on. I will tell you this. When I was at Spring Hill Elementary School, um, back in those days uh, in the around around 1970, 71, 72, uh, I liked the green and yellow colors. I had a Green Bay Packer coat. But obviously here in Tennessee, we didn't have any professional teams. So, uh, but the Green Bay Packers were pretty good back in those days. So I, on I, I them, and I had a Green Bay Packer coat, but I, but I have to admit, I wasn't, I mean, I was kind of young. I really wasn't a big fan. I didn't, it, I, it has I didn't nothing, know any better.
3: It has nothing to do with geography. Um, I have to tell my age to tell the story. I'm 65. Just turned 65 back in November.
1: You don't look so a day over I've, 64.
3: Thank you very much. I, I owe it all to clean living, um, and the drugs. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, to each his I, own. I'm not, I got I'm in. Not, I got in at the tail end of the Lombardi years as a kid. I think my brother was a Packer fan, and um, so I kind of got in. I remember Super Bowl two. Not the. Fir- I don't have any memory of the first one, but I do remember Super Bowl two against the uh, against the Raiders. And I just became a Packer fan. Now, what's interesting is that was the tail end of the Lombardi years. As you know, there was a long drought after that.
1: Yes. There, so it
3: was yeah. kind of tough being a Packer fan when I was. Uh, kind
1: of like Alabama after Coach Bryant it left. It mean, was. It was. You you know, we had some lean pretty years. Pretty much a long drought.
3: And but I was a faithful fan, and I got a lot of, a lot of kidding about it being a Packer fan when I was uh, when I was a teenager. Uh, now I like the Steelers. That was the the Steeler years in the seventies. I was a, they were my backup. Team. but I rooted for the Packer, Packers first.
1: But you and, remained and, steadfast. Remained steadfast,
3: through, and then even I, it was paid off. Then, and I remember a guy who used to give me a lot of grief about being a Packer fan in high school. And when they won the Super Bowl with Favre uh, in '97, I think it was, uh, I, I I looked him up and called him and said, ha ha. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, there you go. You took names. So it had nothing to do – I, I love – I became a fan of storied franchises. Okay. This will probably – this may be my last time on the air after I tell this. I'm also a
1: Yankees fan. Okay. Because – Go Red Sox is all well, we can well, say I can say to
3: that. I, I, here's the thing. I don't hate the Red Sox. They're, they are a a storied – franchise themselves they're a worthy rival okay but uh, but yeah i'm a yankees fan and same thing with the, the bears i'm supposed to hate the bears since i'm a packer fan the bears are a, a storied franchise they are a great team i i if the packers aren't in it i might root for the bears i'm rooting for the lions now that the packers are out so you know i i'm a fan of franchises that have a lot of history to okay
1: it. well let me let Go me ahead. say being born and raised here in the south uh, there's just nothing about a Yankee that I can cheer for, so well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. We're gonna we're gonna. We're gonna I love the on. fact
3: that being a Yankees fan really ticks some people off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's fun. and that's and the fun. only reason I'm a Boston Red Sox fan is because my older brother was a big Yankees fan. You so I mean, you <laughs> there, know, there you go. If you hate your older brother, there you gotta go. he loves the Yankees, <laughs> then you gotta be a Red Sox fan. <laughs> there you go. right? There you go. Okay, uh, and like I said on Saturday, um, San Francisco held on and won 24-21 over the Green Bay Packers. It was a hell of a ball game. And the Packers misses missed a field goal late by uh, Sven. What's his name? Carlson. Of- Anders
2: Carlson. Carlson, I believe. Now, Anders is his –
1: is, An- is, is that the brother? That's the older okay. brother that kicks that, – that entered the league from so out dead. of Auburn uh, that's with uh, the Raiders now. Okay. Now his younger brother also kicked at Auburn. And he's like a rookie or something, isn't he? For, I mean, he's pretty – first or second year right. with Green Bay, and he's missed quite a few extra points. He's kind of had a rough season. In and his
2: defense, it was raining pretty hard in San Francisco. Yeah, and, and, But, you know, that's you what know, he gets paid
1: to do. That's right. So, he missed a late field goal. Uh, San Francisco survives. And we're going to talk about San Francisco a little bit um, later in the show. And I, I just kind of feel as though – and I, we were talking before we came on there. I, I think – San Francisco's not as big and bad as they, as they were, uh, or everybody thought they were, a uh, month and a half, six, eight weeks ago. Definitely beatable.
2: Right. Okay. And, yeah, I, I had Green Bay plus 10. That obviously won that. But yeah. But I was really hoping for the outright win. There you go. Um,
1: Sunday, man, Detroit. And those folks in Detroit, they are fired up, and, I love and, it. as well they should be. I mean, my, you know, uh, the just just years of yeah. underachieving and and not uh, swapping quarterbacks, and then and then watching your quarterback Matthew Stafford, that was there for years, go out to the left coast and win a damn Super Bowl. You're
3: They're a great franchise. They've suffered a lot. I I really, I think the entire country is, unless you're a diehard fan of one of the other teams. I think everybody else is
1: is rooting for the Lions because
3: they deserve it. I kind of get
1: deserve it. I kind of get the feeling, and me being, we just talked about it. Me being a Red Sox fan, a Red Sox fan had gone for Red Sox had gone so long and gone through the Miracle Mets and all that, all the heartbreak of 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 getting so close all those years uh, to a World Series championship. Um, and then they finally got there and I, I kind of feel as though the whole country was behind the Red Sox at that time and, well, and well, also, I and also the Chicago Cubs when they won it, the whole country's behind them. Right. I mean, so I kind of get a feeling like that's the kind of support and, and, sure. and, and basically fan base that's being added to the Detroit Lions as they get closer and closer to uh Super Bowl 57 in Las Vegas.
3: Yes, I, I, I'm really rooting for um, a Lions Taylor Swift uh, Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and, and we, I'd like to say something else about that all the way. But anyway, speaking of Taylor Swift, her, her boyfriend um, did good. Travis yes. Kelsey caught two touchdown passes mm-hmm. um, in a 27 24 uh, win over Buffalo. And that. That was a terrific game. Didn't you? Didn't Amazing you? Game. Didn't you? Kind of feel like, man, if if the Super Bowl is any better than this, I don't think I'm going to be able to stand it. I'm going to have some type of uh, emotional come apart during the game, if because that was a that was a really good game. I met with some people earlier this afternoon that they are not
2: professional football fans at all. They're they're all college football, but they watched the games of the weekend and they were talking about how good of a game that was. Yeah, and. I, I I I couldn't disagree more. I mean, it's really a miracle it was as close as it was, considering the injuries that the Bills had at linebacker. At one point, they had, you know, guys that had been on the practice squad
1: out there. Right.
2: It's a pretty tough matchup against I mean, a team that has a tight end like Kelsey, and you got and, Patrick Mahomes. Now I
1: know it was a three point game, and the Bill and the Bills lost by three, twenty seven, twenty four. But you know, if you think about the touchdown by Miko Hardeman that he fumbled through the end zone that's true uh, you know it, it
2: it changes yeah
1: you know what i mean and then also kansas city was it kansas city Wait a minute. Who was called for the late pass interference? Was that, that was Buffalo. That was Buffalo calling. I, that that was uh, kind of sketchy. Did that was a, I, I
2: thought it was a terrible call myself. Did you
1: kind of feel that was sketchy? Everything kind of happened really late after the play, and d- I mean, it, it might. But, but it
2: all worked out when the fumble went through the end zone for a touchback. Right. I thought, I kind of thought that was the football gods trying to yeah, even I, things I out I on it. that bad call. Yeah, you know.
3: I read somewhere that the league is looking at that rule about the touchback as to when it goes into the end zone. I I don't know. Much more, but I just heard a brief thing saying they were looking at that rule because a lot of people were asking about it. Is is that right? Is that? Yeah,
2: I, I, have, I have. I know what you're talking about. I read this morning that they they are thinking that the penalty of losing possession is too harsh, but it's part of the game. I mean, I you mean, know, you know. I mean, what. Yeah. I don't know what else you could do other than maybe right. moving back to their own twenty Well, eighty yard
1: penalty. There's so many other scenarios that involve offenses that are backed up to their own end zone and when the ball rolls out of the back of the end zone. Right. Or you know, there's just different you know, and, and the rule I mean, the rule is you, you lose control of the ball and it rolls into the end zone or, or, or and out. If you were if you were the if you were the team, if it's not your end zone, then you lose. I mean, you know, it's just that's just the way it I, I is. I saw I
2: saw some Tennessee fans supporting the rule change. Uh, they're obviously <laughs> thinking about the 2005 game where, oh. yeah, Um so yeah, against Alabama where the ball went through the end zone. Same situation, uh, but I don't think I, I personally don't think they're going to change that rule just no. because it happened to Kansas City. I, I you know, it's just. It's part of the game. It's it's a, it's a harsh rule, but the rule is just don't fumble the ball.
1: There you go. Well, the final four for the NFL, basically the final four, is set. Uh, the conference championships will be played this weekend. Or what you might want to look at is kind of like semifinal games. Yep. Uh, in the A in the NFC, Detroit will be at San Francisco. San Francisco is a six and a half point favorite, and that's the late game Sunday, correct? Oh, that 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 will be the late game. Yes, yep. yes, uh, being that. San Francisco's on the left coast. Right. Hour right. change and Absolutely. everything. So that'll be the, that'll be the late game um, on Sunday. Detroit at San Francisco. San Francisco's a six-and-a-half-point favorite mm. and a 51 over-under total. Ooh, which, that's a lot of points. That is a lot of For points. For a playoff game, that's a lot of points. But, I mean, you know. Uh, and the early game on Sunday will be Kansas City at Baltimore. Now, here's, and,
3: an, here's an interesting statistic. For all the success that the Ravens have had since – 2000, I guess, um, the AFC championship game has never been in Baltimore. The last time the conference championship was in Baltimore, it was the Baltimore Colts. 1971.
2: 1971,
3: which was the first, as I recall, the first year since after the merger, the first year of the AFC, because in 1970, they after the 1970 season, they – the. The NFL and the old AFL merged, and that created the NFC and the AFC. So the last time the AFC championship game was in the city of Baltimore, it was the Baltimore Colts.
2: Well, and I think Don Shula may have been the head coach of that team too. i have to go back and
1: look. I think you're right. Yeah. Think well, you're right. Kansas City is at Baltimore. And, you know, they they gave Patrick Mahomes. They gave Darlene Connors. You know, I kind of – Have you ever seen Darlene? Have you ever seen Roseanne Darlene? Oh, yes. You know Darlene? Yes. He he and Darlene really favor each other. I get them (laughs) mixed up all the time. But she does not play football. But anyway. That we know of. They were giving Mahomes just a tremendously hard time on the radio, media up in Buffalo area because this is the first playoff game Sunday he's ever played in his six years of being in the NFL in his life in another stadium. He's oh I almost broke the mic. But anyway, uh and that's just amazing to think that that Patrick Mahomes is has always played every playoff game at home in Kansas City.
3: They've had a great run.
1: And still on.
2: So well, all I can say is go Ravens.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They look very. Good. They look they look tough to me. Okay. Uh, we're up against our first break. Ready to go. Okay. Uh, we've got some lots of other things going Tennessee, Alabama. Basketball went on this weekend. The Predators were playing hockey this weekend. They played a night in Nashville. We're going to talk a little bit about that. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Clayton McClaw and our special guest, Mr. Mike Roden. And we will be right back.
3: This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
1: And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Clayton the Ever Knowing and Ever Seeing Claw and Mr. Mike Roden. Hello. Our in-house legal counsel, in case something were to hit the fan, which we hope it doesn't. <laughs> you legally, were, and you were a U.S. attorney, correct? Me. I was
3: an assistant U.S. attorney with Del Kennedy for so um, for 32 years. Doug wasn't with me the entire 32, but almost, and I retired in uh, at the end of 2022.
1: So we, you know, we brought in the big guns. We're not, we're not, we're not just, you know, whistling Dixie around here. We are.
3: I've seen, (laughs) I've seen some stuff.
1: We are actually bringing in the big boys now. um, We were talking about the NFL and the Final Four being set for Sunday's games. KC at Baltimore. Baltimore is a minus three points, which basically is a. That sounds Sounds about right. right. Does that sound about right, you counselor? Sounds right. And uh, with a forty-four total. And then the NFC uh, semifinal is Detroit at San Francisco. San Francisco six and a half point favorite, fifty-one.
3: If I was a betting man, I would maybe take take that up and put some money on the Lions.
1: And takes and take the Lions plus the six Lions. and a half. Okay.
3: Uh, I don't know, but. Yes, probably.
2: That's okay. what, That's the way I'm leaning right now, yeah. I can assure you. I think
3: the Lions will win that game. I think they'll.
1: Okay. Well, I've got a question for you. Okay. And we talked a little bit about this before we went on there. Are the Bills fans the most tortured fans on the planet that we live on, on Earth? Because, and let me tell you why I say that, okay? 1988 to 1993, they averaged 11 and a half wins. Each season, and they lost in four straight consecutive straight Super Bowls. Okay, and that was Jim Kelly. They had great teams. Um, Thurman Thomas.
3: I can't remember the name of the coach. What was his name? That was he was great. He was a great coach. But um
1: uh, Marv Levy. Martin,
3: there you go. There you go, Marv Levy.
1: Okay. And now, yeah, they
3: was they were great teams. They just couldn't. Bruce get it
1: Smith. Okay, so they go through that. Cornelius Bennett. Was Cornelius Bennett yep. playing at that time, Basket I believe? There, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hall of Famers. Um, so they go through that from 88 to 93. Lose four straight Super Bowls. Buffalo fans. Buffalo at, does. At
3: least the Minnesota Vikings had the courtesy of stretching out their four Super
1: Bowls. Yeah, I mean, they didn't Buffalo do it. Buffalo had it four and a half. They didn't four do it back to back to back, <laughs> right? No. Now, 2019 to this year, they've averaged 11 and a half wins per season also, Okay. They've made pl- the playoffs every year from 19 to 23, but only made the AFC championship one time. And in all those games o- over the past four years, they've lost by single digits in the playoffs. That's tough. That's unreal. I mean. That's tough. Now, and, and did you all see – how many of you saw the picture of the grown man just literally just – Bawling, and the I mean, now look—the camera. It wasn't like the camera was from across the field. I mean, it was basically a headshot, so the camera had to be right in front of this guy, and he is literally weeping, bawling. On the care- and you know and I understand it. I mean, I've, Alabama's had some tough losses, and I've, I've uh, you know really
3: it, I, I hadn't noticed. Maybe <laughs> and, uh,
1: at least I collected myself and went into the bathroom
0: before I
1: or you know or closed the door of the bedroom and fell on the on the bed, beating my fist against you know a, a pillow or something. But you know, Buffalo fans or to that grown man who was weeping on TV, you know. Just try to keep it together. You can say if you cut curse words, they're not going to repeat it. They could probably just read your lips. He'll show you how disappointed. But don't bawl like a little baby right there on national TV. I mean, he may have had the bills at minus two and a half. Now, now look. Now, if he if he lost if, if he has mortgaged the house and lost <laughs> and lost and lost the lost the mortgage the. the on the bill or, or the kids mostly. college fund yeah then, then you know yeah. maybe i can understand it but just losing that ball game going to the bathroom wait till you get to the car do something do something just get out of shot of of camera range well he just needs to take on the motto that we hear a lot around here there's always next year yeah well, that's right you know next year
3: there are certainly
0: teams and we heard
1: that for what 16 years straight I, I think it was 16. we heard it was we heard that for, we always we heard next that year, a yeah. lot right in here yes. in middle Tennessee yes. for 16 years straight and then and then you know speaking that of that one it, that one fluke and that one fluke and now and now we've heard it Heard it again. Speaking
2: right. of, have you heard an update on Josh Heifel and the Titans?
1: You know what? I, I don't know if they've set up his interview time yet, but some people are saying that he is going to interview for the Titans. Josh. Well, with the Haslam. Josh Heifel. Hoople, hey, Hoople, Hoople. 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 Mott and the Hoople. Do you remember a group called Mott the Hoople? I can't remember their
3: big hit, but uh, I remember the group,
1: yes. Well,
2: I, I can't, you know. Well, and the Haslam selling their last 20% of pallet oil. I mean, he may want to get out of town. You know, they won't, you know. <laughs> NIL, you know. It's, it's a much easier job to be a pro coach now than it is a college coach because you don't have to recruit year-round. You don't have to recruit kids on your team to stay. You
1: don't have to work near us. I hard. think,
2: think it would be a great fit.
1: Yeah. So, we'll see what happens, uh, see how that interview goes. Just uh, stay tuned to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, folks, and uh, we'll keep you abreast of the Josh Heupel, Tennessee Titans, Watch. Amy, Amy Adams-Strunk, Rand Carthon, that whole little – What about little, uh, Belichick? What about Belichick? They even
2: interviewed him, which really surprised me. Considering, I mean, the guy lives The guy a home in He has a, a
1: home in like Franklin or something. I mean, it,
2: it, he wants total control. I mean, they just hired the, the the GM that they have now, Carthon. I, I just, yeah.
3: Someone said he was going. Well, to – Well, give him total
2: control. It, Atlanta appears to be. I mean, the favorite right now. Why wouldn't
1: if you were hiring? If, if, if you were Amy Adams drunk, I would take Mike, wouldn't, wouldn't you give him total I, control? Wouldn't you just throw him the keys and say, here's I, a, here's a keys give, to the give it to here's any, a keys to the Lamborghini. Coach. You just do what I you want to do. I would give it with. to just
3: any coach, but Belichick, yeah, I probably would. I mean, you know. No. Now, there was a stat that – I forgot where I saw it, but it showed uh, the, number, the number of wins that Belichick had, and it compared it with uh, another coach who did not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Which, let's face it, Brady will be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He just hadn't been voted yet. Uh, and basically, the argument was without Brady, Belichick would have not have very many wins. That was that was the person's argument. Which, okay, that's true. But you know, st- still great. Coach. Well, I'll, I'll give
1: Brady one credit on one thing. He left New England, went to Tampa, and won Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's,
1: I, you know that's that that's kind of Michael Jordan esque when he was that's when he when he was caught. Well, when the NBA politely asked him to take a leave of absence from his gambling woes uh, to go play baseball with the Birmingham Barons, Barons for a year. Um, bought them a new traveling bus because he couldn't stand riding in the old beat up tra- uh, uh, bus they had. So he bought them a brand new seven hundred thousand dollar Prevost to ride around in. But the thing about it was, while Michael Jordan was gone from the Bulls, they were terrible. Yeah. He comes back, they they win NBA title. Yeah. I mean, that is you know that's kind of Tom Brady, Michael Jordan esque. I mean, when that goes on. And, and when, when that one person comes back to play or goes somewhere and plays and you win a championship once that one person gets there, then common sense would tell you, hey, it's because of that guy that we won the national championship. Yeah. So the question is, would Belichick been a great coach without Brady? I don't know. Okay. The odds to win Super Bowl 57 in my favorite city besides Columbia, Tennessee. Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada, whatever you want to call it. Super Bowl 57 odds are as following. The favorite at one and a half to one is the San Francisco 49ers. That's unreal. Baltimore Ravens are two to one. Kansas City is three and a half to one. And the Detroit Lions, folks, if you want to get rich – Put a hundred down on uh, on Detroit Lions and you get back eight hundred if they win the whole thing. Oh, you know if they take on the trophy. Now MVP odds, early MVP odds on BetMGM right now. Lamar Jackson is two and a half to one. Brock Purdy is three to one. Patrick Mahomes is three and a half to one. CMC McCaffrey is six to one, and Jared Goff. Is eight to one, and I'm saying if you if you if you like Detroit and put money on Detroit, go and throw a little bit on Jared Goff. right? I mean, yeah. I mean that that makes if I was sense a to me. Man, I'd
3: get in on, in on that, but I'm not a betting man. I hear you. Well, Do you know why I'm not a betting man? Why is that? Mike? In, in the fifth grade, no, excuse me, eighth grade. I was yeah. In the eighth grade, uh, was when Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier, and I bet five dollars with a buddy that. Muhammad Ali would win. This was the first fight. And uh, and Frazier won that fight, and I lost $5. And when you're in the eighth grade and you lose $5, <laughs> in 1971, I think. That's a lot of money. So that broke me of gambling. I've never gambled since.
1: And you know what? That's probably a good thing, Mike. It's that's okay. Thing. It's a great I thing. like that story a lot. Yeah. I won my first
2: bet in fourth grade, so... It was Alabama, Tennessee, 1994 in Knoxville. And uh, I'm not going to mention their names, but they're a a set of twin brothers, and uh, I made a bet with each of them. So uh, it was almost like a double payday for me. And you were
1: hooked ever (laughs) since, right? You got that right. There you go. Um, Okay, when we get after the break, here in just a little bit, we're going to talk a little bit of NCAA basketball. Uh, We're going to talk some Ohio State Alabama football. A lot of good stuff to talk about. We're in the studio. This is Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with the Claw and our special guest, Mike. We'll be right back.
2: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7. Located in Columbia, Tennessee
0: This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to
2: 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Players,
3: put what y'all trying to do?
1: And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Clayton McClaw and our good friend and legal mind mike roden from williamson county just north of here and mike i guess you made it through the snow okay everything's cool did you have anything we were snowed crazy happened to you got any good not snow really. stories we
3: not really we we were snowed in pretty much uh, all of last week we got out a little bit toward the end of the yeah. weekend because we had to and we we're going crazy but for the uh, monday tuesday wednesday i think we were all pretty much just i don't think i left the house well, terrific that's good news. No mail. This this kind of makes me. This is another topic, perhaps not for a sports yeah, exactly. show, but but why do, have we? Not, I thought the whole deal was neither rain nor snow nor sleet or yeah, dark of night. Since that, what new, happened to that? Since
1: okay. that, since that new guy got appointed to uh, postmaster guess, general of the United States, know, whatever.
3: But we did not. We did not have mail. Yeah, all I, last I agree week. with you. We went We went a few days without it too. Monday, of course, was a holiday, so no mail that day. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, no mail. I'm all gonna right. get home and see if we got any mail today. I'll
2: oh. give it to Amazon. They. they They were out and about.
1: So, do you guys do you guys know how many, how many, how many AFC championship games has Darlene, I mean um, Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) gone to in the last six years?
3: At least four.
2: Five. Maybe six.
1: I don't know. Six straight.
2: Six
3: straight
1: trip to the AFC championship t- and this time will be against number one seed the Bal- uh, Baltimore Ravens in Patrick Mahome's six years of starting he's never failed to reach the t- conference title game now if you want to talk about the goat the greatest of all time he's making a he- case. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put him in the conversation yeah. now I know he doesn't I know he doesn't have six Super Bowl rings yet like TB does but I mean I'm just saying I mean that's TB's only your at four. Your first six years in yeah. the league. That's amazing. You go to the AFC championship game? Straight six straight years. That's that is you That's say kinda mind blowing mind. You could say he's spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and so are the Kansas City fans. Um the two time MVP is on is on pace to challenge for the title of the best quarterback career in, a, in NFL history, and I agree with that uh, assessment. The the KC fans were long suffering too, not
3: lately, of course, but uh, but for a long time until Mahomes came along, they uh, it had been a long stretch for them as well.
1: There you go. Well, over the weekend, Stanford women's basketball coach Tara Vanderveer. Have you ever heard of her, Mike? I just on the news. She's a she, hit. Yeah. Yes. She
3: and do you know what she did? She broke a record, as I recall. Yes,
1: she is now the winningest coach in college basketball history. Picking up a win yesterday, I guess that was the game this was played is, on Sunday. This is men or women, right? College wow. basketball coach picking up a win number, picking up win number twelve hundred and three yesterday. That's a lot of dang wins, my god! I mean, twelve hundred and three. I mean, that's it? like that's like if. if it's like four – let's see. That's almost it's – like, it's like four years worth of wins. If you <laughs> – do I mean, It's astonishing. And,
3: as, you know, <laughs> not that I keep up with women's basketball or men's basketball, for that matter, all that much. But, again, it's kind of odd that we have not heard the name. I have not heard the name before well, she's, this weekend. She's the
1: head coach for Stanford. And Miss v- Vanderveer, congratulations to her. She overtakes Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, and that's a stunning feat in itself, right? Now where does Pat Summit rank in the I, you know, I don't have
3: I'm just curious.
1: I don't know. The only person even close to overtaking her is UConn's Gino Aryama Aryama who sits seven wins behind Oh wow her. So um, That could be a bad and, and it and forth, honestly it. just depends on who retires first. I mean, with both of them still active and and doing the jobs that they're doing, it just depends, right?
2: G- Gino seems like he's almost on his last leg. I, I saw some comments he made from a couple of weeks ago just talking about the difference in coaching kids today than 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. That doesn't sound he, – he doesn't sound like he's having as much fun as he used to. Well, none of
1: us. <clears throat> none of us are, and I'll attest to that, okay? Uh, the AP Top 25 came out just a little while ago. UConn remains number one with Purdue at number two. Houston's number three. Uh, Let's see. I wrote them down twice. Number five is Tennessee Vols. So they moved up from number six from last week. Number six is Kentucky. Number seven is Kansas. Number eight is Auburn. They're playing well. Number nine is Arizona, and number 10 is Illinois. So we moved three, let's see, we've got three SEC teams in the top 10. It's not bad. As the number six Tennessee easily handled our boys up in Knoxville, wasn't, Clayton. Wasn't even competitive. I mean, it wasn't even
3: close. I saw I mean, part of that game, um, we were at a restaurant, and I was watching it on the big screen. And yeah, they looked really good.
2: And you know, I. I that, 90- de- that defense that Barnes has them playing, just that man-to-man defense, it's incredible. I mean, they they play with a lot of intensity. And that Connect kid, from yeah. North North Dalton, Colorado,
1: Dalton, uh, Northern D- North Dakota.
2: Was it North Dakota? I thought it was Colorado. I, the kid we got from North Dakota, I believe. But oh, is he
1: from Northern Colorado?
2: Yes, Northern Connect.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Well, Dalton Connect put in twenty-five points against Alabama's. Alabama, Tennessee won ninety-one to seventy-one. Bama was led by guard Mark Sears with twenty-two points. Uh, next up for Tennessee, um, they're at Vanderbilt Saturday.
2: It'll be man, I, that place will be full how of long, orange.
1: How long before Jerry Stackhouse gets gets the axe, man? When right. they when are they gonna pull the big? When they gonna pull that long pole with a hook on the end of it, wrap right around? You know, then pull him off stage and just say. You know, good try, you're, you're out of here. You dress nice, but you're not getting the job done at Memorial Gymnasium. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It, it, the,
2: the, what mag- the memorial magic is gone.
3: Vanderbilt has always prided so – don't have a lot of pride in their sports program, but basketball was one area where they had a great deal of pride, as they should have. But, yeah, so he's a disappointment.
1: Yeah, you know, and I I felt as though it was a great hire. And, you know, he got Scottie Pippen's son to come and play. I thought he was good. I thought his inroads to the NBA and and, and recruiting was going to be a big plus for him. It just hasn't panned out that way. And, um, you know, sometimes it's just time to cut bait and and move on. And uh, I, I feel as though that's what Vanderbilt needs to do. As Tennessee plays at Vanderbilt on Saturday in their vol's next game, uh, so they're going to take a week off, basically, from Saturday to Saturday at five o'clock in Nashville. And for all you Vol fans, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of tickets to be found. So, <laughs> absolutely, uh, you know, just you know, go up there and
3: it's always wear awkward, your
1: orange, wear that. It's always awkward when the pretty color team, orange all of you wear, and that's
3: it's always awkward when the home team has more fans for the other team than yeah. it does for
1: the. Uh Vanderbilt lost to Mississippi State at Mississippi State this past weekend 68 to 55. I believe that line was a push, it started out at 12 and a half and went to 13 and then right before game time it jumped to 13 and a half. So if you got in there late on Mississippi State, I'm sorry. If you got in there late on Vanderbilt, congratulations. Bama's next game after losing, excuse <clears> me, <throat> to Tennessee on Saturday uh is in Tuscaloosa against Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Uh, So it doesn't get any easier for Alabama. No, it does not. Uh, And that will be Wednesday night at 630. Uh, And speaking of not getting any easier for Alabama, uh, two high-profile recruits have left Alabama and gone to the same university as Ohio State University. Um, The Buckeyes have pulled in post-Nick Saban era Five-star quarterback recruit Julian Sain is now going to be a Buckeye and super freshman defensive back Caleb Downs is also going to Ohio State and this this gives Ohio State two five-star quarterbacks.
2: I was just looking at what all they picked up in the portal so far. It's incredible. Talking about Ohio State? Yes. Boy, it, somebody
1: must be writing some big checks up
2: there. Correct. Uh, losing da- – I really don't care much about losing Julian saying. I think he'll be a good player. But um, losing Caleb Downs was big. I will say this, though. I'm I'm so much happier that he is now at Ohio State and not at Georgia like everybody thought he was going to be. Right. That, that would – you know, them coming to Tuscaloosa in September – that would have been awkward. Now he's gone. Maybe we'll see him in the playoffs.
1: Well, you know, Georgia Kirby Smart hired Traveris Robinson. Robinson who, to get Caleb who, Downs. Who yeah. recruited Caleb Downs to Alabama. As mm-hmm. soon as Saban leaves, Kirby hires the recruiter at Alabama, assistant coach that got Caleb Downs, thinking, I guarantee you, he was thinking, we're going to get the inroads to Caleb Downs. Caleb Downs, being at that time, being the biggest – Prize in the transfer portal. Absolutely. Uh, but Caleb Downs is going to Ohio State just as the five star quarterback from Alabama is going to Ohio State. So like I said, somebody must be writing some pretty big checks up there, Mike. What do you think? I mean, that's don't you don't you don't you feel as though that's that's the whole transfer portal. That's well, I mean, why would you leave Alabama? What well, if, if you're the if you're a, a super freshman in Alabama, and you know you played one year, you did tr- Tremendous, and you basically got two more seasons to go at Alabama before you entered the NFL. Sure. Why? Why would you? Why would you leave Alabama? The only reason being fill in the blank. Well, again,
3: things are in transition in Alabama. I mean, I think they made a good hire for to replace uh, Saban, but it's you never know, and so it's there's it's the unknown. I assume Ohio State, great program. They're always going to be at least for the foreseeable future. They're going to be in the hunt. So I I could see it. I mean I think it's probably a pretty good bet that with this program that Alabama has, they're going to continue to be you know in the search for the championship every year. But if you think you get more playing time, you're going to get more attention, more media attention, and therefore go higher. What about in the more? Draft.
1: Mo- what about more money? Well, what it, about getting more money at Ohio State well, than you are at Alabama? It's uh,
3: these are amateurs, don't you know? I mean, they don't make money. Well, what are you talking about? Well, these no, are
1: the nil deal. They no, they, don't. they no. sure do the nil deal. <laughs> you know, I will. Yes. I, mean, I will say, that, say that, why? Why did, why did Tennessee sign Nico to an eight million dollar four year deal? Yeah, basically? I know, I know. If they're know, not um, getting, if they're I amateurs,
3: I think that's a whole different topic. That um,
1: I guess the genie's out of the bottle on that. Yeah. And speaking of amateurs, what about an Alabama sophomore golfer that's on the Alabama golf team. Incredible. Now, his name is his name is Nick Dunlap. He's a sophomore on Alabama's golf team, and he did something that hadn't been done in 33 years yesterday. Do you know what that is, Mr. Mike? I do not. Please enlighten me. Do you know what that is? I, I do. I watched it. I saw the, I saw the very last Nick hole. Nick Dunlap won the American American Express PGA golf event yesterday. 29 under. He is the first amateur golfer to win a PGA Tour event, I believe since Phil Mickelson did, 33 years ago. Phil in 1991, yeah. Now, he's an amateur, so guess what? He don't get paid. He gets a trophy. But it, the one point five million dollar payout goes to second place. They dropped that well, that's down. Not that's a they, PGA <laughs> well, tour deal. Well, and fair. you know what? I tell, tell you what. should go to a charity. You know i I tell you what. Charity of his choice. And, and I can't remember. I, I can't remember who uh, who got was in second place. But I will tell you one darn thing. Well, Justin Thomas so,
2: came my, in third.
1: I know. Was it yeah Justin Thomas who's another Alabama guy? Right. Was it Sam Burns maybe that came in second? I'd have to I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't make any difference. But I will tell you what, if I if I came in second place and the amateur beat me and being that the amateur cannot get paid, the, the winning person it drops down to me and he's a sophomore at Alabama, I'm going to give. Him, I'm
2: going to write he, him a little
1: little check. I, I, check. Put it in a trust I, I, fund. I'd say go pick you out a car, buddy. You just go, go pick out whatever for, kind of car you want. But would that You go pick things? one out, but and, he accepted, and I'm going to buy it for you, and you're going to be sporting around. If he accepted a car, wouldn't that violate the rules? I don't know. But if it's a gift, if, it's a, if I just give you a gift, you know, in a couple of weeks I fly down to Alabama, <laughs> take the guy out to eat lunch and say, hey, let's slide up to Birmingham to the – BMW dealership, the Tesla dealer, whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, I don't care. But we'll go pick you out a new guy, and it might be a gift situation. So,
3: I, if I want to give a, the guy a gift, I would put in a trust fund maybe for him.
1: But so by winning this tournament, is he eligible for the Masters now? Yes, he he won the U.S. the The guy's obviously a tremendous oh, yeah. golfer. He won the U.S. Amateur last year. Okay. So uh, now he's eligible by winning this American Express PGA event yesterday, uh, for most future big name events, including all four majors. That's awesome. So imagine being a sophomore and being a sophomore in college, and they say, "Hey uh, Nick, where are you up to this weekend?" Well, man, I'm flying over to Scotland <laughs> to play in, in the, the, Brit- in, the in the British Open. What, you, what do you do this weekend? Well, I got to go down to Augusta. And play in the masters, you know. I you think know, you he know, needs, how awesome would that I be? I think he you know, needs an one? attorney.
3: I think he needs an in-house there attorney. There you go.
1: Nick, if you're listening, we've got you. We, we I'm your guy. We are have a converted US attorney. He's he's picking up on sports uh legalities now and contracts. We can get you fixed up, buddy. Just come and on. Most of these guys have agents now. Give us a call. Nine three one six two six thirty one thirty one. And by the way, we'll take any voicemails you guys out there want to send us. We we, we leave this to them all. We enjoy listening. To so he's. he's them. I look forward he's, to listening.
3: As a to sophomore, him. he's nineteen, twenty. How old yeah. is
1: he? Probably not he's old probably enough 20, to drink. Yeah, he's
3: twenty, I think.
1: Um, probably not old enough to drink, which at Alabama is you know. I mean, Alabama's not even any fun really until you get old twenty one. Yeah, kind of yeah. like it's kind of like Vegas. I mean, you know, it's he, all books, it's football and studying, and church. That's what it is, until you hit 21 at Alabama. Now, I knew a bartender down uh, on the strip in Tuscaloosa uh, that would disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, over the weekend, the Predators took it on the chin as they finished up their West Coast swing as they played the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday afternoon and lost 3-2. to two. Uh, They have a record of 25-20-1 now, and they are in sole possession of fourth place in the Central Division of the Western Conference. Glad I could get all that out. Tonight, they take on the Florida Panthers in Smashville at Bridgestone Arena. Um, And then after tonight, the Preds play three games on the road at Minnesota, at Edmonton, and at Ottawa. In January, Mike, you might not have known this, but the, the Predators had eight road games and six home games, okay, that's 14 games in a month of January, with the first two home games coming in the first week of January, so basically, they they were kind of playing away from home the whole rest of the month of January, which, you know, if you know anything about home ice, which or hockey, which I don't know a lot about, but... You know, home ice means a lot to hockey teams.
3: It's it's important, and uh, I'm sorry. You see, Edmonton and Ottawa.
1: Yes, they they go after tonight, where they play at home against the Florida Panthers. They are at Minnesota, at Edmonton, and at Ottawa. So they're kind well, of making that northern
3: exactly. Well, and that's where hockey is more than just a sport. Uh, the closest analogy would be Alabama football. There you go. I think. Roll tight. Hockey hockey in Canada and in Minnesota as well, and. You know, ports of that northern tier there—that kind of uh, lower Canada—it uh, is, it is, it is a much bigger deal. It is, it, it's, it's God.
1: Yeah. Did you all see um, Caitlin Clark? Do you know who she is? She's the girl that the the big star for the Iowa Hawkeyes. She flopped. Girl, women's team. She flopped. You know, after they I got said, after I they got beat by Ohio State uh, this past weekend. Uh, over the number two Hawkeyes and Miss Caitlin Clark, uh, a, a young lady, I think it was another. It was a young lady. Yeah, a fan stormed the court. A uh, fan, they stormed the court, and as she was coming kind of headed towards the locker room, a fan bumped into her, and she – Flopped. She flopped. She did, flopped big time. Did you happen to see it, I Mike? did not see that, but Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google it now. Well, anyway – <laughs> cor-
2: Yeah. At first it looked really bad, like this fan maybe had – Almost hit her so hard it was like almost like an assault. Then they were able to get a camera angle directly above uh, the floor. And It was a flop. It was a big time flop. And but she is a great basketball player. I think she had forty five yeah. points that game, and it just wasn't enough to. And uh,
3: apparently a great actress.
2: Well, you know Michael yes.
1: Michael Jordan would score upwards of fifty sometimes, and they would lose.
2: So I'm just saying and that's back before the. Did, are you talking
1: about in college? I, no, I'm talking about it for for the Bulls. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, just I mean, oh, yeah, I'm saying yeah. I, congratulations. She scored so many points yeah. and lost, but I'm just saying there are there are certain games where Michael Jordan would score 50 plus points and they would still lose. So I mean, even though you have a superstar that scores in the 50s in basketball, doesn't necessarily mean you win. That mean that means that they shot a lot of shots. You know, took a lot of shots. So, um, so over, you know, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and their fan base and how how distraught they were, how they bawled into the cameras and they, you know, were throwing snowballs at Kansas City as they were as they were jeering on the crowd and stuff. And so, uh on the other end of the spectrum, about two hundred and fifty miles to the west, we got another fan base that. Is not quite as upset as the Buffalo Bills are, fan base is, and that would be the Detroit Lions fan base. I mean, these guys. I mean, did oh 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 before I before I go to that, did you all see Travis Kelsey up there with Tay Tay in the booth with without his shirt on? That was his brother enjoying a yeah. enjoying a delicious Bud Light. Yes, by the way. And have you seen the have you have you all seen the Peyton Manning and He's are uh, Bud Light now. Yeah, Peyton Peyton and Emmett Smith, they're doing a, a terrific Bud Light commercial. Bud Light is I'm sure to the dismay of all the <laughs> orange-clad individuals across the state of Tennessee. Speak, speak, but, speaking speaking you know, I just
2: got a text from a friend who is at the Buckies off I-40 and he said he just spotted Josh Heifel at the Buckies <laughs> heading west to Nashville. Are you serious? I'm telling you and, 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 it's like and, tracking santa well, claus well, on and, this
1: it's like tracking santa claus on christmas eve you know uh, well, by norad they have been, him moving across the united states well, was, josh heupel's on his way to nashville as we speak i was on that's, fly, what, you, I was on that's, flight, that's what you've
2: heard that's what i've heard and i was also on flight aware earlier and apparently a private plane owned by amy adams shrunk is leaving houston heading to nashville
1: right now so the stars may be aligning well there you go so uh, we just got a couple minutes left in the show, but I just want to talk a, just for a second about the two different fan bases you got Buffalo that you know they're on they're on bridge uh, Bridge watch up there in Buffalo of course and, and it's especially bad since all the rivers are frozen. I mean that, that even makes the landing tougher for Buffalo fans but now here here's the Detroit Lions and you know what I'm like you Clayton I'm rooting for the Lions.
3: We're rooting for the Lions all the way Maybe. absolutely. Buffalo's been close so many times, though. I understand why they're so upset. I,
1: well, I can understand. Okay, this has been the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Clayton the Claw in the studio and our special guest, Mike Rudden. We thank you for listening, and we're back on Thursday, 4 o'clock.